Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Good morning, Jeffrey. Jeffrey indisposed right now. Mark. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. No, good it's all right. Hey, we're do your good. thing. Do your thing back there. Mark Borchard coming up talking baseball with Mark. Dan Bespers on the NBA. Paul Carr with Champions League picks. Nobody of planet Earth hotter with his picks right now than Paul Carr. I think it's nine consecutive weeks. I don't know if it's weeks because there were some midweek uh, soccer plays as well. But nine consecutive times on this show coming on and having a winning soccer experience. And he'll look for 10 in a row. Champions League Today and tomorrow, the semifinals, first leg today and tomorrow of the semifinals. Uh, we will talk NFL draft all show long. Uh, I've given you all the picks that I have. I'll talk about picks that I would have if I lived in a DraftKings jurisdiction where they offer parlays and all kinds of things. Like half of me is is super upset that we don't have the ability here in Nevada to parlay draft bets. And then the other half of me is like, maybe that's a good thing. I would have five bajillion draft bets if that's the case. Let us talk both NBA and draft with Drew Densick from both the NBC Sports Bet the Edge and Deep Dive podcasts. Uh, NBC Sports with Bet the Edge with Sarah Perlman, Deep Dive with Andy Molitor. Drew, once again, what is this, three times in 24 hours? How you doing, man? <laughs> Good. Good morning. Yeah. Yesterday uh, we got to talk in the morning. We got to talk in the afternoon. Felt like a normal Tuesday, except it was a Monday. Um, but uh, no, it, this this time of year, this week in particular, with the NFL draft on the horizon, uh, happy to 
kind of reconvene and compare notes. So um, the landscape continues to change. Uh, this is the most ridiculous, uncertain draft I've ever lived in my life. And, um, you know, the betting opportunities have been rife in, in, in lieu of that. Oh, man. So our podcast, You, Me, Chris Felica, the Beating the Book podcast, that should be out any second now. Jason Kahn is going to make it happen. Uh, so that's that's on the podcast side. We're going to talk NFL draft in a moment because I do want to get to how you feel right now, a little more than 48 hours out. What's at the top of the draft? We'll get into all of that again. First, the NBA, though. And I, I don't even know where to start here. There's so much to get to, but I'll start with the text that Jeff sent me yesterday when Donovan Mitchell goes down with the hamstring injury. And, and his text to me is, and I think appropriate, we could say this for two games. One, let's project forward to Thursday. That's the thing, by the way, during the NFL draft. We could have a triple. We, we are definitely having a triple header. We might even have a quadruple header. But how is Utah favored by a point and a half in game six against Dallas? And how is Toronto, excuse me, how is Philadelphia favored by a point and a half against Toronto in game six? Do you agree with either of those? Those are tough ones to wrap my head around, surely. Um, you have extra rest. You have opportunity for these two teams to regroup. Um, but uh, certainly it does not make sense with the way the numbers broke in uh, the last game and, you know, potential adjustments available, player availability, et cetera, um, for game sixes. Uh, Utah, Dallas is the real head scratcher. I mean, the shooting regression has to come positive at some point for Utah, one would assume, and that may be why there's still market support for this team. Uh, they're shooting at a historically poor clip from three-point ranged, but Dallas is doing a really nice job defending it, so I don't know that all of a sudden the flip is going to, you know, the switch is going to flip and you're going to see uh, you know, see this team make 23s in a night all of a sudden. Um, you know, this the Utah team chemistry is obviously an enormous problem. The dysfunction between some of the key players and the coach and everybody involved at this point uh, is, you know, it, it is all glaring red flags. Total down to 209 and a half in Jeez. both of those games, too. Uh, if you watched either of the game five between Dallas and, you know, the Dallas game and the, the Toronto win last night, those were rock fights. <laughs> that was old school, uh -huh. classic NBA uh, playoff basketball, if I've ever seen it. And uh, I'm going to take some of those lessons and try to apply them to the board tonight. Um, I think realistically, uh, the, the NBA can't be feeling great with all the attention that the refs are getting over the last handful of uh, games here. Some of the free throw disparities are starting to be questioned by folks who um, you know, who cover these teams and, you know, that's not, that's not how you want your product covered in general. Uh, and so I think, you know, we're going to see games five, six, and seven refs are going to swallow the whistles to a degree. We tend to see that anyway. Um, they sort of let these teams play it out after we get, you know, deep into these series and they're tied two two and, and otherwise. Um, so I think, um, you're going to start to see a, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more, uh, cagey, uh, you know, physical and, uh, you know, not you know, fewer, fewer free throws here down the stretch in these series. Well, I, I hope you're right about that. Cause when we talked yesterday, uh, last night on primetime action with, that was the thing that I cited the free throw stats, the big disparity, uh, between teams, uh, two nights ago or two days ago, actually over the entire weekend. And so you're saying five, six and seven, that might, that might ease what, before we get to tonight's, let me go back to the Sixers for a second. So I, I, I asked you last night, okay, you know, you're, you're a quantitative guy. You look at numbers. How much does that notion of home cooking refereeing, you know, you know, seep into your handicapping? Okay, let, let's talk about the Sixers for a second. Again, famously, no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit in the history of best of seven series in the NBA. 0-143. It's never happened. The Raptors 
have now gotten to the position where there's like a being down a double break in tennis. They have gotten back on serve. Doc Rivers, okay, we don't know Fred Van Vliet. We don't know if he's able to play in game six yet either. But uh, Doc Rivers, uh, the only coach in NBA history to blow three series in which his team led three games to one. Magic lost to Detroit 2003 Eastern Conference first round. 2015 Clippers blew the series to Houston in the Western Conference semis. 2020 Clippers lost to Denver in the West semis. Uh, the next season, when he was in Philly, Sixers lost three games at home as the number one seed and were eliminated in the second round. He's lost six of his last, excuse me, he's lost seven of his last eight opportunities now to close out a series. 31 losses in those games are already the most by a coach in NBA history. Now, the only three times that a team down 3 nothing has forced a game seven, right, which is what the Raptors are trying to do on, th- on Thursday. The only three times that has happened, um, this is just... One of the first ones, who could, who could forget the, uh, let's see, the, uh, well, we'll get to basketball here. Who could forget the 1951 New York Knicks? They did it oh, yeah. against Rochester. Right. They forced a game seven. Of course. The 1994 Nuggets, remember the, the first team that came, the first, remember they were an eight seed that, that beat a one seed in the best of five? The next series, I forgot about this. They were down 3 nothing, forced a game seven before losing. And then most recently, the 2003 Portland Trailblazers, they did that in the Western Conference first round. And so I guess my question is, instead of the refereeing, how much does a Doc Rivers thing seep into your handicapping? If you were inclined well, to take them, do you go, oh, wait a minute, it's Doc? Oh, if you were inclined to take Philly? Yeah. Oh, I think if you have a Philly series price in your pocket at this point, you are just holding on for dear life. Um, and I don't know that you're getting involved in Philly now, not the way this team is playing, not the way that they're coaching, not with the history that you just mentioned. Uh, you know, the, you know, I think the preview and in, okay, it's, this is a tough handicap because it's, t- we, you know, we've covered the, you know, the first round of the NBA going on like two weeks now <laughs> and the way that the Toronto Philly series, everybody that we talk to, everybody that, uh, you know, has kind of asked the same questions is sort of like, yeah, well, Philadelphia, they're going to have the advantage early in this series um, when they're at full strength. But the further this goes, the deeper we get into the series, the more the advantage flips in favor of Toronto. And the reasons were coaching um, the flexibility of this roster. I'm not sure if you watched much of that game last night, but Toronto played the entire game with effectively five forwards on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very, very unusual approach to, you know, they, the tallest guy for the Raptors out there was six, nine shortest guy was six, six. Uh, you know, they're basically foregoing the guard position and that has not mattered against Philadelphia because Philadelphia effectively only has four players who you can realistically say ought to be on the floor in any given playoff series at this point in their career. Um, and so it, you know, Philadelphia is an, a, a lean team. Doc Rivers, you know, even if he had a very deep and talented roster, doesn't have a ton of kind of adjustments in his toolbox, is not known for adjustments. A lot of the stats you're pointing out about inability to close out a series, inability to get it done in game seven is specifically because Doc Rivers has a plan A and, you know, it's a good plan A, but once it gets figured out by, you know, a good opposing coach, things go sideways. And that's effectively what you're seeing in this series. I thought that Toronto's approach offensively last night was outstanding. Pascal Siakam was a ghost 
in games one and two, he was completely uh, unwilling or uninterested in being aggressive, attacking on the offensive side of the ball, conceded all of the role and responsibilities of leading the offense to Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet get, gets hurt. Pascal Siakam is forced into that role, and all of a sudden he is completely woken up, and he is kind of the, uh, you know, the major piece out there for them, and it's it's working because Philadelphia can't match up well against him. He's just too dynamic of an athlete, um, and in general, you know, Embiid for as amazing as he is in post defense, like he doesn't match up as well on the perimeter against a guy like Siakam. So there's no, you know, trump card that Philadelphia can play at this point to stop that. They're just going to need their offense to wake up. And honestly, James Harden looked pretty impressive in games one and two of this series, and he has slowly declined over the balance of a seven game series. Tell me where you've heard of that before. Mm. Like this is really like every box that you expect, every preconception that you have about these players and coaches is all coming to fruition. Drew, and he took 11 shots. 11. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it, this is, I, I mean, honestly, um, there's an ongoing joke in the NBA circles about, you know, he he manages to find a way to go two for 11 from three in all of these clutch games where he gets eliminated. And I almost mm -hmm. feel like he's taking fewer shots because he doesn't want to make that mark again and repeat history. But, you know, either way, like mm. he's playing more passively. He is, you know, he definitely doesn't have the hustle, doesn't have the aggressiveness that we saw from him uh, in games one and two, certainly. Uh, and this is all, these are all red flags. Now they're a talented enough team and bead singularly is good enough that he, if he's feeling good and you know, the thumb isn't, you know, impeding his ability to create offense at the perimeter, uh, then Philadelphia should be competitive in this game. They may even win, but uh, I got to, you know, it, if Toronto was 20 to one yesterday. And, you know, if you had an advantage on Toronto in that game five, you were, yeah, that was the time to fire on the series. At this point, I think, um, you know, you're better off betting them game by game than you are getting involved in a series price, but it's still, it's going to, this could be one of the more epic uh, sweats of all time for anyone back. To Philly. So no Toronto five to one or six to one right now. I know somebody who has them 60 to one after they were down three to nothing, took a shot. That someone who took well a shot played. at that. And boy, your description well of Harden, your description of Harden sounds like a port, a more portly Ben Simmons is what it really sounds like. <laughs> so uh, we'll get your picks. We'll do that right after the break in the NFL draft. Next, we'll clarify all of Drew's NBA picks. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MG- MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, Drew Densick once again at whale underscore capper on the old Twitter machine. So just to clarify, <laughs> going to Thursday before we get to, you know, tonight's games, you're thinking about a Raptors play and you're thinking about a Mavericks play. Especially well, we, don't know ma- about, yeah. we, we don't know about Donovan Mitchell. We don't know about that hamstring gets an MRI today. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I kind of want Mitchell out there if I'm playing Mavericks. <laughs> I think this is crazy to say it, but like the team as it is is so dysfunctional. Uh, if you take Mitchell out, all of a sudden, um, you know, perhaps you play. You know, they're playing with a little bit more uh, free, free flowing offense. So I, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on that one. I haven't fired on it. I have, I have a bunch of Mavericks series in my pocket um, that I may just ride out there because that's that 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 series. Those games are impossibly. F- awful to watch um philly uh they're they're just bad basketball it's brutal um the philly toronto game i haven't fired on anything yet i was heavy on toronto yesterday 
Um, you know, I need to do a little bit of research on some of the state of some of those players after the minutes that they absorbed. But uh, realistically, I think Toronto on the money line is is going to be the fair play on Thursday. Yeah, by the way, Jazz, 3 of 30 from three-point land last night. My goodness, shot 38% overall. Spider Mitchell, 9 points on 4 of 15, shooting 0 for 7 from behind the arc before leaving with that left hamstring injury. Uh, what a performance by the Utah Jazz. Way to show up. T- tonight we have... Tonight we have three, you know, big spreads. Heat looking to close out the Hawks. Heat are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Grizzlies in a 2-2 uh, locked series with the T-Wolves back in Memphis. Grizzlies back to their six-and-a-half-point number that we've seen, I believe, in both games one and two. Suns and Pelicans, a game five. Oh, boy, this is going to be interesting. Again, no Devin Booker. He's not walking through that door. Suns favored by six-and-a-half. So they're all, they're all the same number, and... Totals vary. Which uh, which is your favorite play of the night, or which are your favorite plays? So Miami Atlanta, I'm almost exactly spot on market, and that's been one of the you know the least active games in terms of betting opinion. So I think we're all kind of in agreement that that one's fair. Um, I was completely caught by surprise that someone is out there betting Minnesota hard right now. Uh, that's come down from seven on the open to about five and a half at some of the market making shops. I thought Memphis was the right side there. I'm not sure what you know where the Minnesota support is coming from. Um, if that gets any lower, if it's if it, if we see a, fi- a flat five and a half uh, widely available, I may get involved there with the Grizzlies. But the under in that game is the one that really stands out to me as the sharpest uh, you know angle of attack on the board tonight. There's two 33s still up. Um, my fare for this one is 229. Uh, and realistically, uh, I'm probably going to be betting the under in games five, six, and seven of this series. I expect the home teams to hold court in games five, six, and seven. I expect that you're going to see uh, some stretches in the second half of the, these games where defenses, you know, sort of becomes um, a little bit more, uh, you know, just in general, they're starting to match up, I think, relatively well defensively with each other uh, as the rotations get a little shorter, as the, you know, the refs, you know, kind of let these guys play it out. Uh, and so I think you're going to see, you know, possessions get a little bit longer. Second half paces quite a lot slower than what we've seen in the first handful of games between these two teams as they were sort of figuring each other out. So uh, under in Memphis, Minnesota makes sense to me at 232, uh, even if that's if that's your number. But I bet into 233, um, the New Orleans Phoenix series is like. This is a tough one for me to talk about. I have an enormous <laughs> amount of liability on Phoenix. Oh, I'm sorry. And it's not good. I do not feel good about this at all. Uh There are a million problems, warning signs, terrible matchups. New Orleans is the best player in the series in Brandon Ingram right now. He's playing like KD in his prime. Um, This everything has gone sideways here for Phoenix. Chris Paul doesn't look right. He didn't look right in game four. It looked like he kind of left everything he had on the court in that game three win on Friday night. Um, and I'm concerned about his ability to kind of lead this offense. Devin Booker, as you mentioned, is not coming back in that door anytime soon, um, which is a huge problem. He was their all NBA you know, kind of star this season. If you really broke it down uh, and the importance that he means to this team and not just in terms of his roles and responsibilities, but just as a as a young leader on this team is is sorely missed. Um, Monty Williams is not making in-game adjustments the way I expected from our coach of the year. Um, the role players are all doing a lot of standing around and, and watching Chris Paul create offense. The movement, the ball movements is disappointing. Um, you know, DeAndre Ayton is doing his job to a degree, but 
you know, New Orleans is running a relatively big lineup out there, and Aiton is getting absolutely dominated on the offensive glass. You know, New Orleans is dominating the offensive glass. They're getting to the free throw line with impunity. Um, basically, this is playing out like a total and like a, like a nightmare in action for Phoenix, and I'm very concerned that they're going to lose this series. Um, I don't really know what to do about it because I'm not in a place that I can really leverage out of my position here. But mm-hmm. uh, the fact that we were a week ago talking about a team that was even odds to win the West and minus 3000 in this series. And now I'm, you know, I see this as much closer to a coin flip than the market market has Phoenix at like minus 300 or something like that. I'm not close to that right now. I have New Orleans rated quite high uh, in this matchup in particular. And uh, I'm, I'm holding on for dear life to Phoenix getting getting through to the next round. But um, I haven't seen anything from this team that I expected so far in this postseason. Yeah, if you can get the uh, the Charles Barkley, you know, narrative on Chris Paul to happen, which is he can bring it every other game kind of at this age, maybe you get through this. Um, what, by the way, this is this is a little drift into an aside, but what's what's the deal on Zion at this point? If we're to take both sides at their word, that Zion, at least through his stepfather, however he wants to convey it, through his dunks, is ready to go. The Pelicans are like, he's not ready to go. Do you think this is a Pelicans assessment that they're just better off? Like, it's, it's what I was saying about Ben Simmons. You know, I couldn't even believe that the Nets were considering playing Ben Simmons in game four. Like, it made no sense to me whatsoever. Even if they were only down 2-1, I'm like, why, why are you bringing this dude in in the middle? Like, I don't think it's going to help, especially if it's 3-0. How's it going to help? The Zion thing seems like, it, are the Pelicans making an assessment? You know what? We're actually better off without him, at least in this series. Maybe yeah, for the whole postseason. Let's give him a try. Let's throw him out there. Yeah, I know let's, you'd want let's, it. Let's, let's let's stir it up. Let's 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 just see. You know, he he may be so able, you, he may be the piece you need. So you let's, agree? You agree with me that that's what it is, right? Like they're oh, just like one keep, million percent. Yeah, one million percent. No, this the 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 Zion front office staring contest in the off season was, you know, in my opinion at least, Zion didn't really want to play for the Pelicans because he doesn't think New Orleans is a big enough market for his stardom. Uh, and he didn't think the team was good enough to really compete for a championship. So he wanted out. Uh, they played chicken. He, he ate his way out of the first part of the NBA season and got some surgeries, played his way into shape. Presumably uh, once the team got good, he decided, Oh, maybe, oh I'll, I'll come back and play. Yeah. I'll, oh, now I'm ready. Uh, and what they have going now is a team with really, really good chemistry. Like the contributions that they've gotten from Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado of all, of all, of all the, duos that what you would have said that that, that, that has completely, uh, you know, solidified the backcourt for this team that was missing that element. And uh, Chris you know, both Paul of those was guys, so annoyed with Alvarado. So oh, annoyed. It was fabulous to watch. Oh, my gosh. It, it There remains no more annoying player to bet against in the NBA than Pat Beverly. But Alvarado is coming up on his oh, yeah. hot, on his heels quickly. Well, I'd, um, I'd even throw Chris Paul into that list. Like he's, he's <laughs> yeah, a Chris Paul is a, himself. Sure. Yeah, he's a menace himself. Yes, very true. One thing bef- um, before but, before yeah. the break, because I want to get to this, the NFL draft here afterwards. We'll finish your thought before because I have a, just a Brooklyn Nets question to attend it. Yeah, no, it's just Zion certainly would upset the chemistry if you reintroduced him at this point. And the fact that he now wants to play now that you're good and now that you have a little momentum going, it's quite annoying. Uh, And I don't blame the Pelicans at all for going with what they got and evaluating the talent that is was willing and ready to play all season. Last uh, sports talk radio here question again. uh, If obviously I, I said many times on this show, I don't think Brooklyn's getting out of the first round. They didn't. I had no idea they'd get swept, though. Let me be the first to say. Didn't see that coming. And in the end, the you know, when you talk about legacies and stuff, KD, although he had a great game four, 
He was, you know, again, 19 made buckets, 17 turnovers in the first three games. Certainly, uh, if Golden State were to win the title this year, Katie's entire career narrative is just <laughs> overrun by that, isn't it? Where it's like, yeah, you were just a guy who showed up and joined them for reals now. Like, there's no argument against that. Like, you showed up to a championship team, and after you left, they were a championship team. That kind of colors his entire career. And then the, the other side that's more relevant now, Boston completely live to win it all, in your opinion? Or is Milwaukee, you know, because remember that last day of the season, Milwaukee checkmated Boston. Boston had to win because they couldn't go play Toronto with the unvaxxed players. And in the end, now they get a home game seven if Milwaukee advances. It's amazing how the Eastern Conference has given us this much drama. Yep. Um, and I, Boston is live. Um, they're the best team in the NBA right now. Uh, and it's by a margin. Um, KD legacy is, I, I don't think you can really judge him on this season, surely. Um, but and honestly, I, I'm, I'm ready to sell as much of the Nets as you want, but uh, I'm, I'm going to be ready to buy them next season if they're healthy with Joe Harrison and Ben Simmons out there. You're coming back for more. I love it. All right, NFL Draft with Drew Ditzik. What does he think the order at the top's going to be? Let's do it next. Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN betting experts have put together everything you need to bet on the draft this week. The VSIN NFL draft betting guide has mock drafts, analysis for every NFL team, odds, and best bets for the first round. Get the VSIN NFL draft betting guide today for only $10. That's it. 40 quarters. That's it. Go to VSIN.com slash drafts. Gil Alexander, uh, of course, Drew Dinsick, kind enough to continue with us. Whale underscore capper from both the deep dive and Bet the Edge podcast. Um, all right. You, me, and Felica, we had a great time doing that podcast. Should be up any moment now uh, this morning uh, for people to consume. And Felica was telling me, he's like, ah, that helped me because I, then I went and made bets after we recorded it. So uh, he diverted his plane. Like, he can't bet legally in Connecticut. They don't have draft props in Connecticut. So he's coming to Vegas for the draft. He diverted his plane to a jurisdiction where he could make bets. That's how... Uh, that's how awesome betting the draft is. So here we are a little more than 48 hours out. And if let, let's do it. So how I see it right now is, and for those who missed it, Trayvon Walker became the, not only the favorite to be the number one pick yesterday, but like pretty significantly. So $2 North of $2. And so I'm feeling like it's Trayvon one. I still believe, and this is, I think where you and I disagree. We'll find out momentarily. I still feel, and I've said this many times, the phrase I used all week was that the lions sprint, to draft Aiden Hutchinson at that point. And then at three, it's some, I'm hoping it's Stingley, because I have him first cornerback taken. I hope it's Stingley over Sauce. And then four seems Thibodeau. And then five seems Charles Cross to the Giants. That's how I feel. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a little scared that I'm getting this confident about it. What do you think? <laughs> you should be scared that you're getting confident about yes, anything this year. That's right. Um, my mat, my, my, I mean, fun because liquidity has been so tight because the only market you could really get a decent sized bet written was the first overall market. Trayvon, you know, Trayvon Walker going first overall makes or breaks my day at this point. Um, that may change as we get closer in some places, you know, limits go up, who knows, but right now, you know, everything else that I'm firing into is effectively trying to find lottery tickets. Cause this is the most uncertain draft that we have lived through in the betting lifetime uh -huh. uh, of anyone who is betting anything 
uh, NFL related. If you're like, oh, this is fun betting on the draft. Like we're we're five years removed from the prices that were available for the draft being so unbelievably soft. It <laughs> so is tough soft. for me to even wrap my brain around. I was, how say, I was saying yesterday, you're so soft and they wouldn't even pay you. They, they would try to get out of paying you when you of won. course. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yes, it was, it of was course. So yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, world. Right. They, the, they, they looked at the book and they're like, oh, uh, well, this was a bad position for us. Let's pretend that overs meant this this year. They, <laughs> you know, like, it's like my that pinned was, tweet. That, it's still up there. That, yeah, that happened. Oh, okay. That, yeah. That was, yeah, that was, that was the way things used to be. Um, it's not that way anymore. Yep. Number one. Right. Um, they have lower limits. They're take, they're, they're, they're gleaning more information from sort of the, um, you know, all of the market participants who are, you know, betting this pretty aggressively. And there are a lot of them now. Um, and honestly, like I've heard some unbelievably funny, credible information from specific teams that is like equal and opposite on certain players. Like the Thibodeau is the best example at number two overall. I I know you mentioned the Hutchinson, they run and get them. The market is telling you that that's what's going to happen right now. Hutchinson's like minus two forty-five or something to go number two overall, wherever, where you can make the biggest bet on him. Um, And so that, you know, that that's probably what happens. That said, you know, there was, Oh, you know, a couple of days last week where, uh, you know, a syndicate came and grabbed as much liquidity as they possibly could take across the, you know, the paperhead space in on Thibodeau to go number two. And at that time, uh, I don't know if they had specific information from the Detroit, you know, kind of front office and how they were grading Thibodeau and where he was on their board. But at the time we, you know, it was expected that Hutchinson would go number one. And so maybe, you know, they had some Intel that, that the Detroit board was Hutchinson one Thibodeau two. And that's why they went and scooped those prices either way. Um, you know, at that, I've heard from, people connected to the front office that they have, uh, you know, they have the highest ceiling grade on Thibodeau and he would be their guy. I've heard that Dan Campbell specifically does not like Thibodeau. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's those kind of, uh, you know, those kind of nuggets that are extremely tough to wrap your head around. Um, We've heard that the giants, uh, you know, are high on cross. um, And then, Oh, by the way, the next day uh, it comes out. Well, the, 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 um, the Panthers like cross too. And I took that at face value when I first heard it, but I mean, who's to say that that's not, you know, op ops right there because the Panthers, we desperately, we know desperately want to trade out of the six. It is to their advantage to have as many good players available in the sixth pick as possible. And so if they know that the giants are floating cross potentially at five, then they are like, well, we're going to take him at six. So now you have to take him at five if you want him because he won't be there for you at seven. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so like that keeps, that keeps the value of that pick from a trade perspective as, as rich as possible. And so the Panthers may be completely fooling us on the cross stuff, but um, you know, I've heard red flag medical, you know, a couple of teams have failed uh, Evan Neal medically um, for whatever reason. Uh, a couple of teams have medical red flags um, on, you know, kind of our, quietly, uh, red flagging Hutchison. That may be part of the reason that he's not the choice at 1.01. Um, but, so, so, uh, so what is your, yeah. like, if I said to you right now, drew you I got to hold you to this one, two, three, four, and five. Again, mine is Walker Hutchinson, <laughs> Stingley, Thibodeau cross. What is yours? I, I'm i uh, I'm good st- staying with, uh, your top two there. Walker Hutchinson markets saying that that's fine. I give up on Thibodeau going to overall. That's probably, that was, that was somewhat influenced by the way. I bet it anyway. Uh, Stingley at three, I think has very real legs. I don't think Let's that's, go. I don't think that's ops. I think that's real. 
Um, he's the highest ceiling player in the secondary in this draft. Yeah, he is. Um, and, you know, I think realistically, from what I've heard, every single medical, uh, you know, medical report has come back clean on him. So there's no real concerns about his foot injury, which is huge. Uh, his pro day obviously was also quite impressive from whatever I've been told. Um, and then, you know, after that, <laughs> the Jets at four, they're, they're out there floating. They like Jermaine Johnson more than Thibodeau. Uh, I mean, if they're oh, being no. honest, oh, if they're no. being honest, then Thibodeau oh, slides no. past four. He's probably going nine, maybe. I mean, I'm not even sure where his stopping point is. Let's bring, our, let's like bring in our resident Jets fan, uh, Jeff Parlay. They're not oh, taking I, Johnson at four. I think that's smoke. Even though he, if he's there, if they don't take Thibodeau at four, take Sauce Gardner at four, Johnson at 10 wouldn't shock me. But at four, that would be... Stunning. In other me. words, Jeff would lose his ever-loving mind if it happened. <laughs> I, can't, I yeah. can't. I have no yeah. idea at this point. Yeah. I love the Darnold pick. That worked great. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this just in from the Jets fan base. Yes. All right. So, and then cross five, right? Cross is five. I'm hoping. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, that would that would that would make the most sense to me. I, you know, I've I've been, I've since heard. I've heard the Giants link to everyone. I think that the lying this season and the, and the um, you know the I guess in a good in a normal year there is a lot of um, front office people who feel like their jobs are at stake, a little bit under pressure, uh, you know, a little bit of a hot seat, and maybe it's to their advantage to be truthful with the media to kind of engender goodwill to help keep their job protected. And this year we have a bunch of new GMs, and it feels like they are just taking all the liberties in the world, spe- spreading misinformation this oh, year. Yeah. Um, like I said, like I'm, like I've gotten messages from two different people, completely unconnected, like <laughs> back to back. Like <laughs> team loves this guy, team hates this guy, and it's like this can't be, this can't be an accident. Like they're oh, like man. somebody's literally playing games here. All right, we have, and I, I'm entertained by it, but it's. Uh, it's, it's going to be a wild Thursday. So let's do this. We have two minutes. Obviously, I've shown my picks, and it's like some of those numbers <laughs> are completely gone. But for someone right now is like, listen, I want to make an NFL draft bet right now, current prices. What is the best pick or picks right now? Oh, man. We talked about it last night, but Quay Walker is going in the first round, and, and Kobe Dean is not. Those are my fun ones for the, if you want to sweat the end of the draft, the end of the first round draft, uh, find an over on, uh, on Dean and an under on Walker. Uh, Cause those two guys are, are mismocked uh, based on what I've heard from, uh, from both a, an injury and a, a, you know, a talent evaluation standpoint around the league. Mismocked. I love that. Mismocked. Mismocked. There's a lot of mismocking. Oh, this year. there's too many mocks, Drew. I've been saying it for three weeks. <laughs> too many mocks this year. Everybody's got a mock. Everybody's a mock expert. What happened to like three guys doing it? Daniel Jeremiah is still uh, yet to put out his 3.0. I'm assuming the eve of the draft uh, after it will be, you know, unplayable, I guess, at that point for most of us. I them. haven't gotten a good nugget from him this entire cycle for the first time in many, many years. Is, is that right? Not a single nugget. Not one that's actionable. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, your favorite bet that you have currently. That oh, you Walker think 1.01. I got that at plus 350. Uh, there oh, were a couple of nice. shops that were writing to win 3K on that. That uh, that was a nice one. Okay. Drew, I'm feeling way too good. I'm <laughs> feeling way too good about mine. We'll show them again later in the show because I haven't done it yet today. But it is just like 
I, I feel like I'm going to lose at this point one. I think I'm going to push another. And then all the others, I'm like, oh, man. If, if that first five goes my way where I just pointed out Walker, Hutchinson, Stingley, Thibodeau, Cross, huge if. But if it goes that way, oh, oh, oh boy. I love the NFL draft. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate all it, right. man. Best of luck, guys. Drew Dinsick, three times in 24 hours, three segments this morning. Got to love that, dude. Coming back, Dan Vespers on the NBA. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay here as well. Again, the, uh, the Sixers, the, uh, the old sphincter tightening, as we like to say out here on this show. It's one of our, uh, one of our favorite things to say. Not for everybody. I get it. Uh, but it's, it was three to nothing. Teams that are down three to nothing, best of seven series, NBA history, 0 and 143, 0 and 143. The Raptors attempting to be the fourth team in history to force a game seven after being down three nothing. Only three teams, as we talked about earlier, have done it before. You have the whole Nick Nurse versus Doc Rivers thing. You have the Embiid thumb injury. It's not like the Raptors haven't had their injury. Scotty Barnes and now Fred Van Vliet. And you are getting to the point now where the likes of Meek Mill leave in the middle of the game, throws his hood over his, over his head and leaves. And Meek Mill is not one to avoid a beef. But he avoided that beef. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Bespris joins us from uh, sportsethos.com. And, of course, the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Dano, could this happen? I'm trying to talk it into existence. I know somebody <laughs> who has a 60-to-1 uh, after, after the Raptors were down 3 to uh, nothing. The, the Raptors are available at somewhere between 5 and 6-to-1 right now. Is this kind of set up as, I mean, if, if it doesn't happen, no one's going to be surprised. But with the Embiid injury, uh, the coaching mismatch, like this could happen, couldn't it? Like, could be. It could be, right? We're not- yeah, I mean, anything's possible. We can speak it into existence. That's fine. Let's I mean, if it. any team, like you said, if any team's going to gonna buckle, it would be, we've seen it, Doc Rivers' teams time and again. Uh, we know James Harden is not one for uh, terrific closeout performances. So, yeah, I mean, anything's possible. I still don't expect it to happen, but... Absolutely. Why not? I know I know that it hasn't happened before, but I, I try to explain this to my five year old son. Just because something works once doesn't mean it's going to work again. And the opposite, just because something never has happened doesn't mean it won't. And what is Why he, not? And what does he look back at you and say when you tell him that? <laughs> he says, can we watch a cartoon now? <laughs> it's going to see like, huh, that sounds dumb, dad. Yeah. Dad, uh, stop, talking. <laughs> stop talking already. <laughs> uh, I'll start. Oh, I'll ask the same question of you that I asked of Drew earlier. Should the should the Sixers be favored even if but by a tick, by a point and a half Thursday in Game Six? And should, just as equally strange, should the Jazz be favored by a point and a half, Game Six back in Utah on Thursday? We don't know the status of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I you know the Utah one makes a little bit more sense to me just because maybe they're thinking Donovan will play and home court has such a, a heavy heavy hand in the playoffs. We've we've seen it a little bit this year, but more so I guess in the play-ins than the the series themselves, but also in the series. The Philly Toronto one is odd, certainly more so than the other one cuz we're we're now seeing the Raptors dramatically outplaying the Sixers for two games in a row. And really almost three, but for the overtime win, this series could really be on its head. 
I don't know how you bet on Philly right now. They they just haven't looked like the better team the last two ball games. And, you know, despite the fact that they are slowing it down, they're they're doing the pace thing that they wanted. Uh, it is not working, which I think has to leave them a little bit shell shocked. So uh, the Dallas Utah one does make a little bit of sense to me. The series has kind of gone back and forth. I know Utah looked particularly horrible last night, but Horrific. You know, no team's that bad. No team is as bad as they looked in their worst game yesterday. So that one, I think will be a closer ball game. Okay. So uh, remember last game of the season, and I still said this was brilliant by the Bucks. They checkmated Boston on the last day. People, people are like, they're going with the narrative. Oh, Boston wasn't scared of anybody. Yeah. In the end, Boston's choice was, do we win and play the Nets or do we lose and go unvaccinated against Toronto? And they have multiple players unvaccinated. So they really had no choice. They end up playing the Nets. Now I thought they'd beat the Nets. I said, the Nets aren't getting out of the first round, regardless of who they play. I didn't expect a sweep. And so Boston now, after having done that, they end up with the two seed. Remember, they were forced into that choice. And so they will get a home game seven. They will have home court advantage against the Bucks in an Eastern Conference semi. What's the hypothetical line on that series? Obviously, the Bucks haven't closed out the Bulls yet. They're up three to one. But for all intents and purposes, look like they'll be able to do that. What's the hypothetical line Celtics Bucks? And who would you take? Ooh, that's a really good series of questions. That's why that's why you're the host, man. That's a good Oof, it's going to be tight. That lead line is going to be short. I would think depending on how the bucks close things out, you might see Milwaukee just by a very slight hair as a favorite, but with the way the Celtics dispatched the nets, it, it, there's a chance it might swing back the other way a little bit. I think Boston's impressed a lot of folks. You and I agreed. We figured Boston was coming out of that series. Although I don't know about you. I thought it was going to take more than four games. Oh, to do absolutely. It. I, thought, I did. I thought six. Yeah. I think I had six on my bracket. So uh, uh, I was the most it's just amazing. Yeah. I was and, the most anti nets guy in the world. I didn't think it lasts four. good Lord. Yeah. Uh, oof. They, they got a lot of questions to deal with, but we, we will worry about Brooklyn another time. They're done now. Uh, I think bucks, very slight favorite. And I would, I would look at Boston cause we don't still know the status of Chris Middleton. Uh, it's going to be a great, great series. Oh. Assuming that is how it goes. Uh, and I, I think I might actually take the bucks to squeak by, but man, that's a tough call. Well, that's, you know, I said, this is the best first round on paper in the history of the NBA playoffs. I think it's lived up to it uh, in some cases and others not. Uh, but I think that on paper is one of the great conference semi series of all time. I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, but it's about as good as it gets. And it's funny when you talk to people, there are people equally passionate on both sides. Some people are like, oh, the Celtics, look what they just did to the Nets. Celtics, Celtics, Celtics. This team is going to the promised land. And then there are some people who cannot wait to bet the Bucks in this. And let me just say this about the Bucks. Before the season started, remember when we put out the futures? Not we put out, but when we showed the futures, the Bucks, the defending NBA champions, were nine to one. Not in our lifetime. Not in our lifetime has there been a team that long to start the following season. And you know what they are now? Like, you can still get them at 7-1 to one some places. Like, they're not yeah. that far below that, which is incredible to me. The Bucs. Yeah, it's nuts. That's nuts. They're, they're an unbelievably good team. And you saw, we're seeing now what they are when they're focused. They kind of, let's be honest, they were sleepwalking at the front end of this series with Chicago. Mm -hmm. A lot of times teams need a little bit of a wake-up call. But, I don't know, I get the feeling that, there was this carryover from last year of, oh, teams just got lucky. They played clubs that had injured guys out. But that's kind of always how the playoffs go. So you got these depressed numbers on the teams that made the finals last year. And 
Now, lo and behold, Phoenix now is one of the teams that's missing a guy. The Bucks are missing a player. But I think, uh, you know, two weeks ago, I came on here, Gil, and I said I actually had a finals rematch set up before all these injuries went down. That might shake things up a little bit. Uh, the Bucks are really, really, really good at basketball. And we all kind of <laughs> forgot because they didn't take the regular season seriously and they were missing Brooke Lopez. But just look at what they're doing to a team with three well above average offensive talents. They have shut them down completely. That's why I have the Bucks sneaking by. But the Middleton thing does give me some pause. Did you make any plays today? Three big favorites tonight in the three games. Oh, I kind of hate today's card. I'm sorry to say that. I was uh, sorry. I feel like we probably should have done this hit yesterday because I loved the under in that Dallas Utah series. I felt like the previous game had created this delightful under bubble when they went flying over the total. And today it feels like the numbers are all pretty darn tight. Uh, Heat Hawks from a pace standpoint should go under. But if you see this thing close to being a closeout, a lot of weird stuff happens the last 45, 50 seconds of a potential closeout game. I think T wolves, Grizzlies, that, that uh, total, I've been looking at totals a lot more of these playoffs. I think that one's pretty darn close at 232. Pelican Suns at 215. I could maybe see that inching over by three or four points, but that's really not enough wiggle room for me. And these big favorites, they're, they're messing with my head, Gil. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of sides in the postseason. I, I really like looking at pace and how that reacts with the total. And unfortunately, the three today are pretty good. In in game is for sides are for in game in the postseason, I think. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Let's go to the long view one second. We only have a minute left. But the Warriors, it, it really seems to be clearing for them in the West. Do, would you give the Mavericks a legit shot against them or no? I mean, I have to. Dallas has shown me a lot on especially on the defensive side, but ultimately the Warriors should get by Dallas. That Mavericks to me are one key piece away from being the a legit title contender, but they are really, really close. I, I always want to be careful not to feel like I'm slandering any team. People read things the wrong way. Sure. Warriors are just a better team than Dallas, but it's not by that much. All right. Warriors, Bucks, Warriors, Heat, Warriors, Celtics. Warriors favored in all those or no? Hmm. Maybe underdog to the Bucks. Okay. Boy, the dubs are beautiful to watch. <laughs> oh, this playoffs is so good. Like, we're getting ahead so of ourselves, good. but it's so good. Thank you, Dano. Appreciate it as always, man. Later, Gil. Dan Bespris, the best audio in the biz, sportsethos.com. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford 
our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you. 